Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hey, Small Business School. I could not be more thrilled to dive into today's discussion with you. See, a couple weeks ago, I was having a very financial-related conversation. A person that I was talking to, small business owner, um, was telling me that they were having trouble with their cash flow. This isn't uncommon in small business as we grow and we scale and all the demands on different areas of our businesses. We're trying to make everything work and, you know, all the fun stuff. But what was interesting is the piece of advice that I had to give that was going to, I think, make the needle mover. And oddly enough, it wasn't about cash flow. So how in the world does a conversation about cash and cash being a problem in a business turn into something else? Well, cash flow problems and money problems in your business are always the result of actions, okay? Other actions that we have taken in some area of our business or in action, and the result is what we see and what we can measure in the finances. Now, here is my tip for this person. We were talking about what they were doing, all these different ideas that they could come up with, you know, more sales and save on expenses and all this different stuff. But one of the things that kept happening during this conversation is that they would say, I, well, okay, like, this is great, but I'm really busy. Like, oh, I'm answering calls from, you know, clients at like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. And I'm always on and, you know, I could try that, but it's going to be really hard because my day always gets interrupted. I don't really have time to, you know, block my calendar. There were so many of the if you recognize them, sort of excuses or reasons why they couldn't do something. And it was all about really having this lack of control over their schedule and how their time was spent. It was always the fires. And I think a lot of us in small business can relate to that, where we've got these fires that are constantly being put out and people are interrupting us and things feel like emergencies. And this is what I want to share with you. Two things. One, if you are in firefighting mode in your business, the number one thing that you need to do is build capacity, okay? So you need to, as a business owner, be able to say, like, is this really going to burn down? And it may feel like it, but maybe you're questioning yourself, like, could I leave this for one hour? Because it is in the sticking with what you're doing, because I really hope those things are important, you know, if you're... um messing around, then maybe you should put the fire out. But if you're doing something important, there is a cost to putting that aside. You're almost abandoning the future and the better future for your company because you just are stuck in reactionary firefighting mode. So can you build capacity to say, I need to finish this for half an hour. I'll call that client back when I'm done. Or I need to make it to this afternoon. I have things on my schedule. 
is that client really going to be like, you know, the, the next two hours is a make or break. Okay. So asking yourself and building that capacity, sort of questioning yourself so you can say, oh, okay, well, it feels like it's really urgent. I don't know that this has to be done right this second. So that's number one, building capacity, because the more that you have time to look at those things, to look at the problems in your business of like, why are we fighting the same fire over and over again? The more you have the ability then to address the problem at the cause, it's like the Desmond Tutu quote about, you know, pulling people out of the river, like go to where they're falling in and figure out why. So you have to build capacity to do that though. If you are so busy pulling people out and you don't have a hot second, you know, toss them a floaty and be like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go figure out why people are floating in or falling in. If you cannot build the capacity to do that, you will be stuck in this mode forever. So that's number one. Number two is when I hear people telling me that clients are calling them at all hours of the day, that they're accessible at every minute of the day, what I need to share with you is we train our clients on how to treat us. And if you think of yourself as a client, is there anybody like, do you call your doctor at nine o'clock at night and be like, well, why aren't you answering the phone? Or, you know, you, maybe you're working with a home designer. Like you are, do you expect them to answer the phone at like 9 PM? There are a few industries where I think this is acceptable. Things that are truly emergencies, doctors who deal with emergency services or other areas that deal with emergency services. I also think realtors in my mind, we, the realtors in general have subscribed to, we work 24 hours a day. That is how that industry works. And I one time heard somebody um, say like, oh, you need to create boundaries. And they told it to a realtor without knowing the person was a realtor. And I was like, and they didn't know anything about that kind of industry. I was like, oh, that is one industry that I do not think that you can just set boundaries of like, I don't answer text messages after 5 p.m. Um, because the entire industry subscribes to it. And that is really hard if you tell your clients like, it's a hot market and like, I'm just going to send that text message tomorrow. That house may be gone. People aren't going to hire you, right? So maybe you need to look at a different industry if a 5 p.m. boundary is really um, important to you and that's where you're at. But that is one industry, realty, <laughs> emergency services and realtors that I think that you could, you know, maybe you your boundaries are a little bit less than other areas. But if you are in any other industry, having accessibility every hour of the day to interrupt everything that you're doing is just training people that that's what you do. I, as a client, would never expect people to be that available. And sometimes I get caught up in my own stuff, right? If I'm going to take ownership for it, there are times where I'm in the middle of doing something. I would love to wrap up what I'm, I'm doing. I, it's not convenient for me to call and leave a message and have to revisit it later. But if I knew like, wow, like I and a hundred other people are doing this to this person in a day, I have some compassion of like, wow, how do you get anything done? And so, yeah, it's, it's not great to have my phone call not answered, but the other side of it is also your business is suffering. So if I'm your client and I have to wait a little bit, that's fine. But your business is suffering. So here's what I would say. Clear boundaries are the kindest thing that you could do for yourself, your team, and your customers. Because when you have clear boundaries of this is when I'm available, 
yes, people may be like disappointed that they don't get in touch with you, but your voicemail says, I answer voicemails between eight and four. So somebody knows, at least they have this level of, okay, they're going to call me back first thing in the morning during business hours. And the result of having those boundaries, that inaccessibility and not fighting fires constantly creates the best level of like openness for your business to really grow and thrive because you have time to get things done. You are not frustrated having to pick them up 17 times and forget where you're at. Things get done well because you're in the moment doing them and doing them with focus. People thrive on that. We thrive on that. We do not thrive on interruptions as much as, you know, somebody may love to say that we do not thrive on interruptions. And I'm not a psychologist, but if I could, I would say I see patterns in people from everything that I've learned. I see patterns in people who are in that survival mode, firefighting all the time. We are almost in fight or flight so constantly that we keep ourselves there. We're just looking for the next fire to put out because our bodies are so used to being in that state and like scared and fear and like, okay, what's next? That we're almost like stuck in cortisol. We're like, okay, what's next? And it is hard to break that pattern because it feels uncomfortable to settle down. We feel like what might, you know, what might the problem be? That is where I'm talking about building capacity. Hey, phenomenal entrepreneurs. Have you ever caught yourself saying it's lonely at the top? That's because you haven't met the Small Business Club, the wonderland where business brains and hearty laughs collide. At the Small Business Club, we connect, we support, we laugh, and maybe shed a tear or two because entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. It's not just about swapping business cards, though. We're trading jokes, wisdom, and some mildly embarrassing stories of our startup blunders. The Small Business Club is where your business grows and your circle of friends does too. And hey, it's all online. It's free. It's fun. It's fabulous. Join the Small Business Club now because behind every successful entrepreneur, there's a group chat hyping them up. Click the link in the show notes to be added to the list so you're aware of all the dates where we meet and come find your community. So if you currently allow client phone calls until 10 p.m., then maybe it's shutting, you know, your notifications off at nine from now on. And then maybe it's a little bit earlier, a month later, eight. I am a huge fan of building capacity. I'm not a huge fan of going big because a lot of the time we don't stick with it. A really great example of this was when I didn't have kids, I used to check my email at all hours. It was fine. I loved my business. I was so thrilled to be growing it and scaling. And I was so thrilled to be happy, happy um, helping people. And I loved doing it at whatever time. So if I had a free evening, I would, you know, respond life changed. I didn't always want, I realized, you know, after the high of the first couple years weaned off, I wanted some time where I wasn't responsible and I needed some time to rest. I started having a family, like raising a family. So I needed time to be dedicated to my kids. And what I had trained is that people were used to having my answer right away. So if they didn't get it, they're like, what the heck? Like, is she not going to answer me? And that is my fault. That is not their fault. They are not demanding. They were used to receiving that from me. And then when all of a sudden they weren't anymore, 
I created that level of like, I don't know what to expect from her. And when we don't know what to expect from somebody, all of a sudden that creates a level of fear or anxiety. Like our bodies crave the known. And when it's unknown, it's hard on people. So what I had to do is just train people of like, I promise I put a out of office on every single evening. Thanks for your message. It's after hours. I promise to get back to you in the first hour, couple hours of the day. I created my schedule to have the capacity to do that. And it worked really well because number one, I built the capacity slowly, like maybe an hour or two hours. And I still gave people a great option. I gave them something. I was able to tell them what to know. I will respond to your call. And pretty quickly, everybody learned that, especially my new clients. They just, you know, that was what they accepted. That's what they expected because that's how we began working together. It was a little bit more, you know, getting used to it for the people who are used to something different for me. And I had to change that, but I really purposely built on, on purpose capacity in my business. And so if you are the person who is responding to messages at every hour of the day, my first challenge to you is, unless you're a realtor, are you going to lose business, honest to goodness business, if you do not answer a DM or a message or a text at all hours of the day? And if you are, Again, like disclaimer, if you are going to lose business because you didn't answer that message right then, I think we have work to do. We have better communication to have on the like upfront. Maybe it's a better information on the website. If you have a ton of people, you have product-based business, a ton of people messaging you and we have better, we have things to do that could inform people better. So they're not relying on you as an emergency. Okay. We do not, our bodies are not made to live in emergency mode constantly. So I hope that you take this. If any of this resonated, I hope that you take this as a sign that it is time to get out of survival mode. And to do that, we have to build capacity one brick at a time, slowly cutting things back. And the funny thing about this is it's almost like, you know, we tentatively take a first step and then we're like, oh, oh, this ground's a little like more stable than I thought it was. And the next step's easier. And all of a sudden we're running. And that is because we have to show ourselves it's safe. We have to show ourselves it can be successful. And the key to that is taking that first step. And when we do it tentatively or not, we're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, but we take that leap anyways. And we take that little, you know, step forward anyways. We learn oh, it was safe and it did work. And then we have even more confidence to take the next step. And so it becomes so easy. And I, if I know you, I know so many entrepreneurs and if you're anything like them, I have zero fear that you're going to become so inaccessible that people are not going to be able to get in touch with you. I mean, you're pretty aware. You are. You always listen to things people are saying about you. You're asking people for feedback. And I don't think that inaccessibility is going to be the issue, okay? I think that too much access is most often the cause for a lot of strain in business. So that's what I'm gonna leave you with today. Hope you love this conversation and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right, I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. 
If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.